Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors program. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. We've got a studio full. First up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Bradshaw Lake Living, Best Version Media, Kayla Wetzel, and Michael McNeely. Welcome to the show, guys. Morning, Stone. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. You know, we've uh, we've crossed paths. We visited very briefly at YPOW. You did a marvelous presentation at uh, at Million Cups. But I have so been looking forward to having this to having this conversation. Maybe a good place to start is uh, give us an overview, mission, purpose. What are you guys really out there trying to do for folks? Yeah. So what we do is we create a private monthly publication to very specific neighborhoods. Um, We have the opportunity to tell stories of certain families. We put them on the month, every single cover, we tell their story. But we also have the opportunity to tell the story of the businesses around us. I think it's very important when you have communities that invest themselves in the community, that it's important when the people, you know, kind of give back to those communities and give back to those businesses that, you know, they know. Yeah, definitely. So the the idea and the mission of the company we work with, Best Version Media, is simply to bring communities together. So we want to, again, you know, introduce families in these communities and bring businesses into this space as well and allow everyone to engage with one another. Uh, so by creating these private monthly publications, we are, you know, given that opportunity to to do that, to create that cohesiveness between business and community. It must be incredibly rewarding work to go out and meet these families, talk to these community leaders, visit with the businesses. What are you enjoying the, the, the most? What, what are you finding the most rewarding? Oh, it's so fun. Um, so I came from dispatch. So I came from the 911 center and I spent majority of my day working in a basement talking to nobody. Uh, so <laughs> I really just enjoy meeting so many new people a day and I get to go out get tours of their businesses mm-hmm. and see how businesses function and just meeting new people is so much fun. Yeah. I'm going to second that. I actually came from collegiate athletics. I was coaching a college bowling program three and a half months ago. Uh, so talk about a career change and <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now I'm meeting business owners every day. Um, again, just like you said, stone meeting these community leaders um, and just creating those relationships, you know, whether, you know, what we're doing is something that they want to, uh, you know, get in on and sponsor and whether these communities are ones that they want to do business with um, or they can see themselves growing with, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Just having the opportunity to meet these people was a great time. Um, I've had a lot of conversations, uh, created a lot of new relationships already. And, you know, it's been a ton of fun. So noble pursuit, inspiring idea. All of our listeners are entrepreneurs or what I would call intrapreneurs, right? Like they're, they're senior level execs, mid-level execs inside organizations, but they sort of, their thinking pattern is more entrepreneurial. That makes up the majority of our listeners. 
And uh, I know they've struggled with this, or at least it's just been, you know, really top of mind for them. So I'll, I'll ask you, and I'd love to get this answer individually, I think. So I'm going to ask each of you to, to answer this. You know, you guys had good careers, right? So <laughs> what, I mean, was it a little bit scary? I mean, was oh, it was yeah. it a little intimidating jumping off and trying to run your own thing? Yeah. Um, aside from disappointing my family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was definitely scary jumping off of the cliff, but, you know, I had the opportunity to spend more time with my children and that was something that was more important than, you know, working 84 hours a week and holidays. Uh, so I took the jump and now I'm you know, connecting the community and I'm enjoying it a lot more. Was it scary for you? I mean, you, what you were doing, and you, you, were, you were good at it, Michael, I'm sure, and you probably kind of had cracked the code on how to do it well, and you, you knew that paycheck was coming. And yeah, I knew the paycheck was coming. <laughs> um, so I struggled with two things. There was one, I was away a lot, um, and I actually mm. am the one that kind of convinced Kayla. Um, so I'm very fortunate to be you know, engaged to this lovely woman here across the table from oh, me. Oh, we have a whole other path of questions. So This is going to be a three-hour oh, no. show. I, you, normally, it's a 45-minute one. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I jumped off the deep end there. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you're accountability partners. And, you know, I, I challenged her to to be more present in, in our home. And, you know, fortunately for, for all of us, you know, she was, you know, willing to, you know, accept my criticism, um, which doesn't always go well. Um, <laughs> Um, and you know, I, I found myself traveling or working at least 18 weekends out of the year as well. So wow. I had to hold myself to, you know, the same standard that I was, I was holding Kayla and, you know, here we are, you kind of doing the same thing now, spending more time with, you know, our little girls, uh, both of which I've very fortunately inherited. So, you know, I, I couldn't say stop working so much and then not do the <laughs> same myself. So here we are. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the business community participating in what you guys uh, have going. What can that look like? You want to go first? Take it. You're your okay. lead fiddle here. Yeah. So the community is really great uh, in Cherokee County, as everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody loves to participate. Um, so we have everybody in our magazine is called a sponsor. So sponsors really just sign on and participate in the magazine, telling their story and telling their why. And, you know, we have the opportunity to share that information and create experts. So an expert is somebody that has the opportunity to share information every single quarter about what they do. Oh. Um, so whether that's the importance of not standing on your roof, obviously, cause you're going to fall off <laughs> or <laughs> check the insurance before you let somebody else on there. Um, or checking with your children to see how their day was at school. If you know, one of your experts is an educator. So just those kind of things, making our community seem reliable and factual in the things that they're providing is very important. So, I mean, that sounds like a, a perfect use case. We were talking before we came on air, Justin Allen, with a, a red tail, right? If you have a plumbing fail, call the red tail. So Justin Allen, we've met, I've met him at you know, YPAL. We've hung out. He owes me a T-shirt. So if you're listening, Justin, you got to come off that T-shirt. But it sounds to me like what a perfect partnership opportunity. Like he home services, right? Yeah. So for him to like be an expert and, and sponsor the the magazine that's a, that sounds to me like a hand and glove fit. Is that a good example yeah. of a use case? Yeah, no, it's perfect because we only go to homeowners. So eventually, those homeowners are going to need some home services, whether that's sure. a plumber 
or you know somebody that does flooring, painting, they're going right. to need those home services eventually. So it's great to partner with those contractors that do those kind of things. And so that just that just jumps out at me. And though I, I feel like it, it, it can go beyond that. Like you talked about an, an educator, because there are those of us that are not in the home services world, but we genuinely want to invest and support and celebrate local business and community leaders. It's it, we know doing good is good business, but also it's on our heart. So it's not confined right. to home services by right. any stretch. Yeah. No, I actually have a uh, a media company that signed on with our uh, uh-huh. publication. So right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Bridge Mill Neighbors here. So Bridge Mill Neighbors is the name of my magazine or my publication, and then Kayla's, of course, is Bradshaw Lake Living. But I have a media company in mind that does you know videography for you know weddings and concerts and photography uh-huh. and that sort of thing. So it's really neat to have you know them supporting. Uh, they actually live in Bridgemill, so having them support their own community in that way as well. Right. So I think I know the answer to this. I'm going to ask it anyway. How important is it for a small business to to advertise and consistently be out there? Yeah, definitely. So you think of uh, some very popular brands. We'll, we'll throw out McDonald's. Everybody's familiar with McDonald's. Right. You know, the golden arches are recognized around the planet, and you don't even have to see the name McDonald's, right, until you know that that's exactly what you're looking at. Um, so just being being present everywhere, I mean, whether it's publications, whether it's billboards, whether it's radio commercials, whether it's TV commercials, everywhere, be, be present so people recognize your brand. It's creating that top-of-mind awareness uh, for a business that it's eventually going to continue to grow your business, right? There's two types of advertising. There's, you know, direct response and then there's branding. So branding is that long-term play where you're going to be ever present in front of your target audience. And that's, what's going to continue to kind of stair step your business forward instead of creating those ebbs and flows. So one of the things that I've noticed at business radio X is we, uh, we have done for years, a lot of conference and trade show work, right? So either on behalf of an individual exhibitor or the, um, the, the organizer of the entire event will hire us to do live radio at a conference or a trade show. We just did one in Savannah last week that kind of died down during COVID, but it's, but it's coming back. But one of the things that I've noticed is being there doing that gave us that ubiquity and people would tell us when they started seeing us around town doing these events, you know, I see you everywhere. I see. And so it's, it's not necessarily probably like, like with McDonald's, I don't see the commercial and then get off the couch and go to McDonald's. But it is top of mind. It's 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 there. It's, there. There's really something to that, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, again, like you said, that top of mind awareness, just being ever present. Um, when people see your brand, they're going to recognize your brand. So whether you know, like you said, whether they get off their couch in that moment or not, or maybe they you know they get on some search engine online and they say, "Where's what's the closest food near me?" Mm-hmm. Right now, they're going to go skip the first few because somebody paid thousands of dollars to be up top, and nobody wants to look at those. And then they're going to go right. to the next few of their you know, towards the top of the list. And those are the ones that they're going to choose from. And eventually they're going to see a brand that they recognize and that's the one they're going to click on, or that's the one they're going to choose to reach out to uh, for whatever, you know, service or food or whatever, you know, product that they, that they're looking for. So talk to me a little bit about at least your perspective on why it's so valuable to, to hone in on, um, on homeowners. Like why is that such a strong lever? Yeah, it's a, I think it's a strong lever because you know the homes don't move, right? You know exactly where your information is going every single month. You know, you could advertise to these other people or these other 
avenues um, every single month, but you don't know where they're going, right? You could cast your wet and your wet, your <laughs> net wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe wetness. these people don't need your services or they don't know exactly what you do. But if you are a roofer and you're going to homes, they're eventually going to need your services. Or if you're going to this specific demographic that you know can afford your services, mm-hmm. this is exactly what you need. This is your direct market. Um, so it might not be best for your business to you know, advertise to 82,000 homes. It might be best to advertise to a smaller community. And, and you know kind of who they are and where they are and and. and- probably need the guidance of someone with some specialized expertise and experience like you guys. But I think it can be done elegantly to, to keep getting the word out with the, with those folks. And as opposed to just sort of throwing it out there and hope the phone rings, that's yeah. a, it's not much of a strategy maybe, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, we're really just trying to create relationship between business and community um, inch wide and mile deep as opposed to mile wide and inch deep. So we want these well businesses to to really uh, build the again build those relationships within these communities. So if they can provide the educational material, or we can write um, something about them that literally just introduces them and their business to the community, uh, that's what we want to do because that's how relationships start. I'm going to uh, tell a Kayla story here real quick. Um, she had a uh, electrical company in the very first issue of her publication that came out in September, and they wrote a story just introducing his business. And part of the story was that his wife was pregnant, like yeah, about to pop pregnant. Huge pregnant. So David Perry was simplified electrical solutions. He's the sweetest guy. He has his three dogs, his wife, and she's giant pregnant. And he's talking about all of this in his story. And then he calls us maybe like a week or two later. And she's like, he's like, Kayla, she had a baby, you know? And I'm like, you know, this, these are great relationships that we're forming with our with our clients, and we have the opportunity to share that with our neighbors as well. That these are genuine people that want to do services for their homes. Yeah. Okay. Let's let, let's talk about me for a minute because you know it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think because this really helps me internalize it, but I think it helps our listeners as well. Let, let's say Business Radio X. We we have a great little business, and and we too kind of have that same heart, right? We want to support and celebrate the the local business community. And we believe in this ubiquity. So I reach out and I say, you know, Kayla, I think I might want to, you know, be a sponsor or participate. What, what does that process look like? Do I, do I sit down with you guys? And is it some sort of consulting, consultative process to figure out the best way to, yeah, walk me through that. Yeah. So you call or email or send me a Facebook message and uh, you say, hey, let's set up a meeting. And I'm like, all right, great. And then we meet for coffee because I'm a caffeine addict and (laughs) (laughs) and we go through kind of a short presentation and we talk about what looks best for your business and we talk about ad size and we talk about whether you would like to be an expert and whether you would, you know, like to educate the community every quarter. Right. And then we talk about some things at the end, pricing and how you would like to, um, you know, advertise maybe online through Facebook and Google. And we do that at a quarter of the price through our competitors. So between 60 and $80, you can't find that anywhere else. Right. right. Um, and those are some opportunities that we have. And then at the end, we talk about agreements and then we sign contracts and then we go on, you know, with our relationship through the next 24, 12 or 36 months. And it's really fun because then you're stuck with me. 
<laughs> well, it sounds like you can move very quickly. I think I cut you off a moment ago, Michael, and yet you were saying something maybe. Uh... No, I, I think Kayla, you know, hit the nail on the head there. I don't know that I have anything to, to add, and she put it out there perfectly. What a great segue to my next question, because you guys are a couple. And yeah. am, am I right? You're, you, you've got some designs on getting married, right? And, yeah. And, and, and inking the contract. So talk to us a little bit about that dynamic. Have you... Have you given yourselves very specific roles in the business? Like what it's, it's got to add another dimension to this whole. I'm in charge. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Fun facts. Her name is the only one on our LLC at the moment. So she's not lying. Well, It's really funny. Our LLC. um, So Michael, his family calls him moose and I'm Brown for those listening. Um, So our LLC is chocolate moose. LLC. And <laughs> um, so we are on the LLC and eventually Bradshaw or Bridge Mill neighbors will jump on and we plan to go at it as a partnership. So we plan to go forward together on everything and hopefully it will work <laughs> very well. <laughs> For the time being, we are, we are each running our own publications, but we also have yeah. the opportunity to to pitch the other publication as well. If it works out better for a business owner to be in one specific neighborhood or the other. So we don't really tie ourselves down to just uh, the communities that we work with directly. We do have the opportunity to, to find something that does work for businesses. So we, we try to help each other out th- that way as well. So it might be a little early to ask, but do you have some designs on maybe expanding and, and having more publications or other lines of business? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, we have plans to expand. I would love to have publications in the Woodmont area, maybe Solalo Canyon and um, Great, Sky. Great Sky, maybe River Green area. So those mm-hmm. are fingers crossed going to work out. So that, that's a definite yes. Yeah. So I, I painted a scenario where I just reach out to you because I had the benefit of, of getting to know you and I've seen you present. And now we're getting a chance to, to, to visit. But how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you guys? Like, how do you go get your new new customers? So we have to do this very undesirable thing a lot called cold calling. Ouch. It Ouch. breaks my heart every time I have to pick up the phone. Um, but one of the things I have to remind myself is that, you know, we are offering a service to these people. We really want to help these businesses and create these relationships. So I have to keep that in the back of my mind every time I pick up the call as well. I'm, yeah. I really genuinely want to, to help local business grow in these spaces. Um, the other way we go about it is social media, um, Cherokee mm. Connect. I'm, Hopefully everyone in this room. I was is on there last familiar. night. A lady was looking for a wheelchair. She wanted to rent a wheelchair. I got one in the attic. I said, yeah, you can, you can use you ours. To you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Cherokee Connect is such a great space for oh, this community, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Josh Bagby has done something awesome. Shout with that. out for Josh. I'm going to send Josh an invoice. And who was the other guy you mentioned earlier? Uh, David. Oh yeah. David, David Perry. Perry. There yeah, you go. Dave, yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm making money in hand over yeah. fist here. <laughs> Do it. No, Josh, what a great job they've done over there with oh, that. My yeah. Gosh, yeah. But yeah, we, I mean, we just, we make posts in Cherokee Connect sometimes because there's a lot of business owners in this space and in the Cherokee County area. And, you know, they'll, they'll comment and say, Hey, I own this business. So then we shoot them a message and they get back to us and we try to set up that meeting and find out if, you know, what we're doing makes sense for, for them. Cause we don't want to do business with somebody if it doesn't make sense for their business. Sure. So we, you know, we're, we're fair people. We don't mind being told no. I tell Kayla yeah. all the time I got rejected a lot in high school, <laughs> so I'm used to it. <laughs> And that's something, I mean, aspiring entrepreneurs out there, I mean, you, one of the things you just got to get comfortable with, there's going to be rejection and you just can't let it. 
beat you up. So, and we're all human. When you when you do run out of juice and you need to recharge the batteries, where do you go? And I don't necessarily mean a, a physical place, but where do you go to get recharged inspiration? Is, is it reading? Is it travel? Maybe? Is it hanging out with the kids? What, how do you get recharged? That's such a hard question. Um, I enjoy a nap. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. I try to do like two or three naps a week. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a good recharge. Yeah, Kayla jumps into her passion of sleeping. I jump into my passion of bowling. So we all have our we all have our own passions, right? Um, we also spend we do spend a lot of time with the girls. We're going to Nashville this week for a work conference where we can be uh, kind of rejuvenated and get a little bit extra insight that we're going to be excited to to bring back and you know implement to what we do every day. So you know we do have a really supportive community at BBM as well. So they're extremely helpful. Yeah, say something about that, because I suppose one path might have been, you know, you could have done, you know, Michael and Kayla publications or something, but you chose to go with this established outfit. What what have you found to be the, the, the benefits of that or what compelled you to go that route? Yeah, I mean, this culture is insane. Like, I have never seen a culture at a, a workplace like the culture at Best Version Media. Everybody is so supportive. They're based out of Milwaukee, and I've... I've been to Wisconsin. I've been to the Midwest. And it's like everybody that I work with, it's like they're in a small town. They're like, yeah, what can I do to help you? Do you need anything? How can I help your business? And it's wonderful. And I just want to, you know, exude that in my company as well. Yeah. No, what what a blessing I would think that it would have. And, and I'm operating under the impression they're probably, they've been at it long enough that there are best practices. You sort of have this... Uh, community of practice where you and you guys can exchange ideas and, yeah. and, and share those kinds of things. Yeah. So they've been in business for 15 years. Huh? So they're very well established. And yeah. there's, what'd you say, like 15 ish, 1500 ish publishers around the US and Canada. So yeah. we dip into Canada a little bit and there's about 15 publications across the North Atlanta market. Well, and there's authority and credibility, right? When mm-hmm. you, when you come to, to a business owner or a neighborhood You've got yeah. some real authority and credibility right out of the right out of the yeah. box. Yeah. All right. So if our listeners would like to reach out, have a conversation with with you guys, let's leave them with some points of contact. Whatever you think is appropriate, website, email, uh, where to meet you under the elm tree at Reformation. You know, have some Alma coffee. I don't know. Whatever works for you guys. Yeah. So if you would like coffee, <laughs> <laughs> we're usually at Alma always, um, but a good. Number to reach me at would be 678-629-9713. And then my email is kwetzel, like pretzel, but it's W-E-T-Z-E-L at bestversionmedia.com. Yeah, and if you're interested in the Bridgemill market as well, my number is 901-336-5884. I am a Memphis transplant. And a good email for me would be m. McNeely. So M M C N E E L Y dot B V M at gmail.com. Well, thank you both for coming in and visiting with us this morning. It's uh it's living up the advanced billing. I gave it as we opened this show. I mean, it's informative. It's inspiring. Uh, I'm really excited for what you guys have going here and, and congratulations on the, on the momentum. So, yeah. thank so you. quickly. Thank yeah. you. Hey, how about hanging out with us? We're going to visit with a couple more guests. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, we have with us with Connect Social, Miss Nicole 
Thomas, good morning. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are delighted to have you. What did you learn in that last segment? It was a, there was a lot of wisdom floating around, wasn't it? They're great. I had the pleasure of meeting with Kayla for one-on-one. They're amazing. They are fantastic. All right. So, Connect Social, mm-hmm. what are we trying to do for folks? Lay it out for us. The mission is to help businesses thrive by connecting them to their next successful connection through advertising. That's why I made it uh, spelled C-O-N-N-E-X-T as a next and then social. So how did you get on this path? Tell us a little bit about the Nicole backstory. Thank you. So I was going to business associations at the time. I used to work for Piedmont Injury Law, and I would go to business associations. And it was so rewarding to see so many entrepreneurs. And it was very inspiring to see so many entrepreneurs have their own business making something for themselves. And everybody's so sweet. And it's like, I want to do that. That sounds really rewarding. That sounds just really inspiring. So that really inspired me. So it sounds like your experience is wholly consistent with, with mine and, and, and Michael's and, and Kayla's that the, the business community here in Cherokee County, unlike any that I've seen, and I mean, Business Radio X is in like 39 markets across the country. They're so supportive. They're so collaborative. They, they, they're not just looking for the next thing to sell you. They genuinely, when I say they, I mean, all the people that you and I see at YPOW and at Woodstock Business Club, it, they really are, aren't they? Absolutely. They're great. We all want to help each other. And it's really, really uh, heartfelt. And everybody, um, while they're there to represent themselves too, they also want to help and give back to the other business owners. And it's just really inspiring and really sweet. So has it been, uh, uh, I'll say exhilarating, but has it been a little bit intimidating stepping out completely on your on your own like this? A little bit. Um I never thought like I would want to be an entrepreneur until I started going to those business associations, but it seems like thrilling, but in a good way. Um, I'm really lucky to already have my first social media client, uh, which was uh, which is with Piedmont Injury Law, where I used to work, and so I already have like a good foot, and I've had some clients for brochures and uh, for business card and flyers. So it's been like a little nerve wracking, but like really, really good, and it makes me excited. Well, there's module one of your entrepreneurship master class. If, just because you're leaving your employer, just bring them on as a client, right? Definitely. Just, you start right out of the gate with a client. That's that's good thinking right there. Thank you. I've been really blessed that they've been so nice to me. Uh, no, they're good folks over mm-hmm. there. Of course, Ken is, a, Ken is a gym. All right. So strikes me as kind of a crowded, maybe uh, very competitive arena, this social yes. media marketing so per, you perhaps more than than, than some of the, some of us really have to differentiate yourself right have, Absolutely. have you begun to crack that code have you have you found a way to kind of say yeah but we're different Yes. Uh, so I want to be very people-based. I want to make it known that I really, really care about people, whether they do business with me or not, that I really care about people. And one way I can do that is by connecting uh, uh, business owners with other business owners, which I've been doing, and that's been great. And mm. then I also try to make my prices affordable. So I've researched prices, so I don't make it the absolute high, but not all of them are the absolute low. They're average, uh, maybe a little below average prices or like just somewhere where it's not the absolute high, but between average and high and then some that are a little below average. So I got to ask this. Here we are again for me getting some free consulting. In, in, in my business, you know, anybody can go to Amazon or a Guitar Center, buy a $35 USB microphone and a headset 
and start doing a podcast, right? Right. And then here I have this whole, you know, service and I have to find a way to to help them understand there's a distinct difference and there's a distinct difference in the return on investment you're going to get when you're working with a network. But I, I suspect that happens with social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so does that ever come up where they're, where they're, they're um, at least initially thinking, well, you know, I'll just have my niece do it or, or I like being on Facebook. I'll do it. Do you, do you ever come across that? Um, well, I recently started my business, so I haven't come across that yet, but my thing is not all business owners have time to do social media or they yeah. might not know how to do a reel that's effective and productive. And there's so many business owners already doing amazing work that my idea and approach is that business owners should be focused on their business. And most of them aren't in advertising. Like there's so many professions out there that they should be focused on the amazing work that they're already doing. And then I'd love, especially because I have experience and it makes me really excited. I'd love to help promote the amazing work that they're already doing. And I can come to you or anybody in this room can come to you and tell you what we're trying to accomplish. We don't have to tell you, I want you to send this post on Wednesday and I want you to do, you're the one that kind of at least will give us counsel. Mm -hmm. We can choose to follow it or not, but we we can come to you with desired outcomes and then you're the strategist. Is that that accurate? Yes. I'd love for them to give me like an idea of what they'd like. So a perfect example is actually the work that I'm doing for Piedmont Injury Law, uh, Ken uh, months ago uh, said that he'd like something lively and engaging. So um, I've been able to do that by having like memes and trivia and fun, fun things like that. So I love it when people will tell me what their overall idea is uh, for what they're trying to project onto social media and then coming up with ideas and content for that based off of their, sorry, based off of their input of what they'd say that they'd like their goal to like how they want the audience to feel. And I suspect you, you start with a general strategy, but you probably have to dial it in and, and it's probably a little bit of a moving target. So to have you in there really watching those metrics and, mm-hmm. and then in making the, the adjustments. And again, if, if I'm a lawyer, if I'm a CPA or whatever, that's, that's not my superpower. Right. So right. Nicole uh, in her cape will jump in and yeah. do that. Business Suite is great. Uh, Business Suite will give me like analytics of how much engagement posts are getting and how it's doing per month per month. So that's been really a great tool to use on Facebook. And uh, that has been allowed me to see how much Facebook posts and Instagram posts are getting. So having a client like, like Ken at Piedmont Injury Law, that's, that's got a, uh, you, you're coming out of the gate with a lot of credibility and you've invested the time and energy to, to build relationships. Thank you. Here around really town. Like yeah, no, you really have. And, and, and we all think the, the, the world of you, um, how do you from here go get your new business? I asked them the same question. Is it, is it a matter of eating your own cooking and using social media to promote your stuff. How are you going to go get the new clients? A lot of it, I think, is credibility and trust. I've been really lucky to already be a, a part of business associations, but now I'm going to go to the business associations representing my own business. And so it's really nice to already have like that foothold in the door where people know who I am as a person. Um, but I plan to go to like Woodstock Business Club, Ackworth Business Club, and then I'm planning to go to some new ones I haven't always gone to or haven't gone to yet, such as uh, One Million Cups or maybe Cannon Business Club and Roswell Business Club. So I'm really, really excited. Well, you should be. Thank and I, I, I can I can see it in your eyes and can hear it in your, in your voice. And that, that is so much of what is 
so key as an entrepreneur. You've got to have that fire and that and that energy. So what are you enjoying the most about it? What's your what's your favorite thing? I love that I can help people on a uh, scale where I can help so many businesses, um, where I can focus my energy on a bunch of businesses. I hope to eventually get more clients, of course, but that's my goal to just help a bunch of businesses, as many businesses as I can. So let's go back to this advertising, marketing, ubiquity conversation that we started in the, in the other segment. I know there's uh, some thinking that we, we have a recession upon us. Should we advertise more in a recession, less in a recession? What, what, uh, I'm getting some nods over there from (laughs) Michael's pointing to the ceiling. So yeah, uh, more, but, uh, yeah, talk, just give us your take on this whole value of staying out there in front of people. 100%. Thank you for asking that. So, uh, with the last recession, there were studies that people that kept advertising, they were able to increase sales because not everybody is advertising, unfortunately, during recession. But it's so important that business owners keep advertising because they're able to get their name out there more since other businesses who aren't advertising. And if they, if that business is advertising, they're able to get their name more out there because there's less competition out there in regards to um, the advertising world. They're able to continue keeping top of mind awareness, corporate responsibility and stability. And they're able to uh, continue uh, just getting their name out there, being informative and credible to both their existing uh, customers and clients and ones that may not know about them yet. So it's an interesting case study to me. Uh, Ken's outfit, Piedmont Injury Law, because you, you don't need him till you need him, right? Right, right. And so, but he still needs to advertise to me, or I still need to know about him mm-hmm. so that when I do get hit by that drunk driver or slip and fall in Walmart or whatever the deal is, in Kent, that's exactly who I'm going to call. Um, but you you got to stay. You still got to stay in front of people, right? Right, because you never know when uh, people are going to need your services. Uh, with auto accidents, they happen every day, and with doctors, uh, that's another profession that you know you don't need all the time. But mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to get sick. You never know when you're going to know someone who is sick or who does need a lawyer, depending on like what the profession is so it's really important to continue getting your name out there because you just never know when that opportunity is going to happen where someone is either unfortunately in that position that they didn't see themselves in or that they know someone who is unfortunately in that position and that's where the credibility and the helpfulness and the trust comes in play all right so the core deliverable is the social media support to achieve all this but you mentioned some other things you you also do some print advertising flyers. So you talk to us about the, the the suite of services that you're going to market with. Thank you. So I do flyer design. I bro- I do flyer design. I do brochure design. I do business card design. I do web design. And I do social media management and content creation. And it's all a lot of fun. I really like the business card design. It doesn't take me long, but it's so effective because that's part of the first um, impression. Uh, because when you introduce yourself to a new business owner – you say who you are, who you're with, and then you normally hand them your business card. And if the business card catches their eye, there's more chance that they'll connect with you. So where do you want to take this thing? You got, what, what's, the, what's the world domination plan? You want to grow this thing and continue to be an individual 
contributor and solopreneur, or do you envision maybe having other people on the team? Um, in regards to that, I really don't know. I'm normally like an independent worker. Um, but if it were to get to that point, I'd be open to considering that. My goal is that I would love, like my dream would be to have uh, one of each profession be a client. That would be the ultimate goal. I like it. Thank you. Also, for those of you who don't know, because we haven't really gone out front with it yet, but the high, it's the season for the High Velocity Awards. I mentioned the Main Street Warriors earlier in, in the uh, program, and Nicole has entered, and, and we're doing these little video uh, entries. Go to highvelocityawards.com if, if you might be interested in doing that. And uh, I just thought you did such a great job with that entry. I can't wait to get it out there and have people see it and let the, the committee see it and, and vote on it. But Thank you so much. Well, what I what I really admired because you know the idea is that you articulate and kind of reflect when you're talking those disciplines of structure and personal accountability and empathy and education and, and direction, and uh, I just thought you nailed it. I, just, I feel like you have more focus than a lot of super early stage entrepreneurs than, than I'm accustomed to seeing. So I, I, I think great things are in store for you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Where can people reach you? What's the best way for them to connect with Connext? <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So my email is Nicole. So that's N-I-C-O-L-E. And then it's at Connect Social, which is C-O-N-N-E-X-T-S-O-C-I-A-L.com. Or they can call 678-510-9356. Well, thank you for coming in. No, thank it's you. important work that you're doing. We appreciate you, and I, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday mornings every week. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you, too. You're awesome. Hey, stay with us. we got one more guest we're going to listen to, okay? All right. Y'all ready for the headliner? She's been very patient. She's been taking notes. She's been nodding. She's been reaffirming. Uh, it, it's time for the headliner. Please join me. And welcoming to the show, director with the Homeless Coalition of Cherokee County, Miss Marianne Butler. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. A little nervous, but I'm excited to be here. I'm nervous too. Don't worry about it. Hadn't it been fun, though, listening to these folks talk about their work? You know what's really striking to me is the connectivity, the relationships people are building. And and you know what? With the Homeless Coalition of Cherokee County, that's what we're doing too. So we're all kind of having this great goal of connectivity, relationships, and things like that. So it was great to hear from others as well in a, in a business community versus a kind of a nonprofit world where I'm from. So thank yeah. you. So we first met uh, one of my, I won't call it a discipline, but it, one of my routines is most Saturday mornings. Uh, I walk from my little house here on the edge of town down to the farmer's market, and you were parked there in the, in the, in the church parking lot. And you had these cool-looking T-shirts, which, you know, I'm the logo guy, right? I've got the hats and the T-shirts from all the clients and the community folks. Uh, so I walked over there, and we, we visited a little bit, but and you shared some with me then. But uh, share with our listeners, mission, purpose, what, what are you and your team doing? Absolutely. So the, we are really newly formed nonprofit. Okay. We are, we're babies, almost toddlers, but we started in 2020. We know what happened in 2020, right? Um and that gave us an opportunity to really we were we were started from six United Methodist churches who pastors and lay leaders came together and they're like, what's going on in Cherokee County? What's happening with food insecurity with those experiencing homelessness? And and they started really working toward what can we do about it? We, what what exists? 
what's going on and what can we do about it? So in 2020, we kind of formed a, a group um, and gathered together and started mapping out a plan for how to address some of the issues. What, what are the current services in Cherokee County? Where are the gaps in services? Because sometimes we want to fill those gaps, right? We don't want to leave somebody out there. Um, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We don't want to like do something somebody's already doing, but we want to fill in those gaps. And we learned a lot. We were in, in hindsight, we're very thankful for that lockdown because we could do a lot of research hmm. um, in the basement on our laptops. So like, <laughs> what, like a lot of us did. Right. Um, so we learned a lot about what services and there's a lot of great things going on in Cherokee County, but but the needs of those experiencing homelessness are great. Um, there, there's a large population. It's a hidden population. So we don't see people necessarily like sometimes you, when we think of those experiencing homelessness, we think of soup kitchens or long lines and in downtown Atlanta. And those are certainly difficult situations for, for all involved. But in Cherokee County, that's not exactly who we see. So, um, Typically, they're couch surfing or living in an extended stay, which mm. we know is not a viable solution. So I'm, I'm rambling on and on, but we were born out of a need and out of a um, desire to come alongside those who are experiencing homelessness and walk through with them to sustainable housing. So that's that's where we are um, we are a 501c3. We got that last year. So when I say, Congratulations. We're, so when I say we're babies, we're really babies in the, in the <laughs> nonprofit world. But, um, that's where we are right now. It's obviously seems like a, a noble pursuit, but it also seems like such a tall order, like this big hairy thing you're, you're trying to, to tackle. I, I can't imagine going after something that large. It is large and you take it a step at, I mean, how do we eat an elephant? Right. You know, but um, we're blessed to have a a great group of volunteers and we currently have a program called Operation Roof. Um, And this is where we like partner with other agencies. We receive referrals from other agencies Mm -hmm. um, and provide a brief hotel stay. Um, We say that it's more than a hotel stay because um, we don't just give a voucher or pay for their hotel. We actually have trained volunteers um, who go in, they're vetted and trained, who go in and meet with the guest. They talk to them, hear their story. You know, yeah. sometimes being listened to and heard goes, I mean, we're talking about building relationships and communi- community. Um, that's one of the ways sometimes it's a forgotten group of people. And so our volunteers go in, they listen, they try to match people with existing services. So, for example, if they come in and say, I can't find X, Y, Z. We'll say, you know what? Have you tried X, Y, Z? I think they provide that service. So mm-hmm. we try to match that. We give a little blessing bag and we even have um, sweet little kits for the kids. So we have, we see a lot of kids that come in. So, so that's how we work. Being without a pillow and a plate is so far removed from my personal experience. It's difficult for me to get into that, into that, frame of mind to, to even properly empathize with that, uh, with that group. Have you identified like root causes? Like how do people arrive at homelessness? That, that is, that is a great, great question. You know, it took me a minute to get it out, but I thought it was fantastic. That was a great question. It was great. (laughs) And, and I would say, so the more I learn about those experiencing homelessness, the less I know. 
I it's hmm. it's every story is so different, and that's the beauty yeah. of the 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 brief hotel stay. Um, is you learn their stories, and it's all I'm telling you, it is as different as all you know five of us sitting around this table. Yeah. It is so different. There are some some commonalities, but I would venture to say it's very difficult. Um, we've we've seen trends. Just for example, in the spring, we saw quite a few people losing their. Um, they rented a home for years, let's mm-hmm. say, and it was sold, yeah. and they can't find anything. You know, right. or um, there there have been some evictions. You know, that's kind of this is my personal opinion. I think we're now still seeing some trickle down effects of COVID. Okay. Um, I think we're seeing some of that um, affordable housing, things like that. But there's not a, I would never say there's a single cause. I think it's a web. I think, and it's not linear. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. not ABC. It's, it, there's nothing linear. So we can't point all our guns at this I one wish, target you know and then what? just fix it. I wish we could because that would make <laughs> my life a lot easier and then we would be done. Right. But it's very, it's intricate. Um, everybody's need is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a very, it's very complex. And when you, when you start to look at those complexities, you realize there's more to it always, always. So. I'll bet. So how are you guys funded? We are privately funded. Like I mentioned, the six churches that we were founded with, okay. um, we're funded, you know, from them, um, and then we receive funding uh, from other donors, basically. So we also we also did our first ever fundraiser. We did a cornhole tournament in the spring. Oh, cool! So that was super fun. So, so yeah. Yeah, Mr. Bowler down there is probably good at cornhole too. Uh, are you? Can, can, uh, I had a little cornhole? bit of practice in college. <laughs> <laughs> and in this community, right on the green, by the uh, uh, what do we call it? the Reeves House? Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, well, like every week they have some kind of league or something, don't they? I, I think so. I'm not, I'm not extremely familiar with the cornhole uh, recreational idea around here, but if you know, if you want to know where a bowling league is, I can, I can point you in the right direction. <laughs> that may be our next, there you go. That's your next bowling tournament. You know? Let me know. I'm happy to get you all connected. There you go. See all the magic that yeah, happens in this, in this room. So uh, you, you mentioned gaps. And, and I'm sure there's too many to cover right now, but, but again, may not be on everybody's radar. What are some of the, the gaps that you're running into? So currently there's not, for example, an emergency shelter in Cherokee County. So, hmm. um, so when we use hotels, that's kind of how we, we fill that need. Okay. Um, there's a lot of progress. There's been a lot of progress in the County to try and make, make, um, strides toward an emergency shelter. But right now there's not one. Um, which poses some, some problems, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of other nonprofit groups who offer hotel stays or other types of, uh, temporary, um, housing kind of things, mm-hmm. but not a, not an individual shelter. So that's one of the gaps in services overall that we see, um, affordability. I think we can all, we know this, um, affordable housing is a very, very big hurdle, for people, oh, yeah. um, okay. you know, we've had, I had a gentleman a while back, uh, working full time and he just simply knew, and it, it kind of broke my heart to be quite honest. Um, he knew he wouldn't be able to afford a place to live. He was in his truck and oh, he was gosh. very appreciative of coming in for the brief amount of time that we offered for the hotel stay. And then he went, went back to his truck. So, yeah. 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 We see a lot of stories like that. People, hardworking people, um, who unfortunate circumstances a lot of times. Um, yeah. So, 
So I'm sure you're thrilled to have volunteers helping you. Correct. And <laughs> I, I find it difficult enough to have someone reporting to me and try to generate a very specific set of, uh, of, of outcomes through people that I'm writing a paycheck to. It must have its whole own set of dynamics trying to lead a group of volunteers, keep them inspired, keep them focused. You know, gosh, you kind of nailed it. The, the inspiration, it's a hard, it's a hard volunteer situation because a lot yeah. of times our outcome is we don't have a place for you to go after these seven nights. Ouch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we built into our volunteer program. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's a lot of specifics behind those. It's not, um, there's a lot of criteria that we meet before we, we have a volunteer come on with us. Does that make sense? I would think so in your situation, perhaps yeah. more than, more than most other than maybe volunteers who are working with kids. I would think well, you we really, w- yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, I guess you well, are right. Yeah. So we have background checks. We have a certain criteria and things like that. Safe yeah. duty to report all those kind of safety measures right. for everybody involved. And so um, periodically we do gather together as a group of volunteers to be supportive of each other because that's, that's inherent in our volunteer program. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do that because it's, it's difficult. Um, it's difficult work. And it's also very, very rewarding on those occasions that, you know, God shows up and good shows up big time. Um, I'll, can I share a story? Oh, with I you? wish you would. Please. Okay. So this one, this was really good. You know, sometimes we feel really defeated and we're standing there going, gosh, what am I doing? And, um, we pray a lot. And, um, I was at an event, uh, Sunday and a gentleman came up and he looked at me and side note, I won't give enough, obviously identifying information to, to breach confidentiality. Cause that's an important part of our, our job as well. But he looked at me and he goes, I think you helped me. What do y'all do? And I said, seven night hotel stay. Da, 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 da. And he goes, and he kept looking at me, looking at me funny. And I'm like, he goes, I think y'all helped me. And I went on and he goes, you did. He goes, mm. you did help me. And I, and he told me his name and I recognized the name. And I oh, said, wow. oh, we did. And he goes, I have a year lease and I'm doing wow. well. That's and he huge. took a picture of us and he, he's like, y'all are part of my story. But then it even gets better. I went, when I got back home, I ran down and I looked at my notes because I keep records of, of what we do. We'd only helped him for one night. One night made wow. that much that was- of a difference. He remembered he, you know, he was, we were part of his story. So we, when, when you feel a little defeated, something like that happens and you're like, thank you, God. I needed that today. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness, I needed that today. I needed to hear that. So. Well, it's a great reminder. You just don't know what that small act of kindness, that what that that encouraging word, that little favor that you know cost you almost no time and maybe not even any money, can have a tremendous impact on anybody, not just a, a young person. It can, on you just don't know. You really don't. And and again, when I heard his story, I. I was on cloud nine. I mean, it was at the end of the day. We were packing up. I was about to leave. Mm. And so it was just, just so inspirational and so encouraging, you know, to hear things like that when you do make a difference. So Sure. So what do you need most right now? What's the biggest gap for you? So right I'll tell you what our next steps are. Okay. So this is yeah, the great. exciting part. And right. this is where it's, um, so we are working. We have been so fortunate to be, um, uh, in the United Way, Spark 
uh, finalist prize, which is a, a grant, basically, and we're partnered with a KSU student. So we are working on the next steps for the Homeless Coalition, mm-hmm. which is Restoration House, which will be a long-term stay so people will have reached that sustainability, reach that wholeness. So that's our next, like our long-term goal. Um, so what we need most, obviously, is funding. I think okay. that's the main um, component that, again, we're privately funded. So um, funding funding to take those next steps to continue Operation Roof and take the next steps to a sustainable housing um, situation for individuals and families. I thought we fixed that with a bowling tournament. <laughs> We will. We are. We'll, we'll, we we'll are make a dent here. We'll I'm telling dent. you, we're on this bowling tournament. This sounds awesome. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> but uh, can I ask you a question? I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of business owners in this space listening, and you have a few of us in here. What can what can we directly do to to help the homeless coalition? So again, funding is the the primary um, component at this point that we're looking at, um, and then let me, you know, we have certain certain areas that. Um, we are trying to enhance our social media presence. We don't actually have one. Um, we don't have like a Facebook page and things like that. That's a big thing. Um, so we're so young and we're so new, probably many avenues. There are ways to assist or come alongside us to, to help bolster what we do. We're, we're very blessed in so many ways to have great partnerships with other um, nonprofits, but you know, so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. Uh, all right. So how can folks get in touch with you, have a conversation with you about anything from funding to volunteering uh, or just to s- spreading, the, spreading the word? The word. Yeah. yeah. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Sure. So our website is homelesscoalitioncherokee.org. Mm-hmm. And my email is Marianne, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E, at homeless org. Well, you're doing such important and impactful work. Bless your heart, and we're gonna, we'll try to help you any way we can. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest this morning and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.